hello, hello, and welcome to the final episode of Comedian Ordinaire. Before we get into anything, just uh, just a quick word from our sponsor. I say our, like it's a collective. Like, you didn't earn the sponsor. This is all me. So just before we start, a quick word from my sponsor that I got on the podcast. You know, this company was kind enough to just go, uh, you know, let's throw that guy a bone. Let's throw him a bone, and let's promote our business all over his business. Anyways, anyways, this is it. This is it right here. Tired of spending hundreds of dollars on concert tickets, sporting events, or other things that you need to buy tickets for? SeatGeek offers the most affordable tickets for the most desirable seats. In fact, when you use the promo code FUCKSTUBHUB, your first three purchases are entirely free. That's right, enter promo code FUCKSTUBHUB at checkout, and the entire cost of your first three purchases are on the house. Get the seats you love at a price you can afford at SeatGeek.com slash ComedianOrdinaire. Again, that's SeatGeek.com slash ComedianOrdinaire. Promo code FUCKSTUBHUB. And, I mean, I hope I'm not getting in trouble with all of these uh, advertisements. You know, I really like doing them. Yeah, I like doing them. They're fun. It's fun as hell to do that. Promo code fuck StubHub. That shit's hilarious, dude. It's spicy. Oh, it's spicy for sure. But that's pretty funny. Um. Yeah, I don't really know what all the legal ramifications are of that. But whatever. Um. Gonna try to keep this one a little bit shorter just you know I feel like I can just start to ramble and ramble and I don't know if that's exactly what you know my two listeners are tuning in to hear necessarily just to hear me speak you know get real close to the microphone and and just say the things that are on my mind or I don't really know if you know my two listeners like a more structured podcast where they're like, dude, just tell us about the thing you did. Just do that. You know, I'm already I'm already clicking here. You're already playing in the car stereo, you know. You got the speaker by the hot tub and you just got my voice like oozing into your little drum hole there. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how you listen to this. Maybe you just put it on, and then you turn the volume all the way down. And then, like, a week later, I see that I got a listen, and I'm like, oh, my God, people actually care. Maybe it's that. You know, it could be that. I I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't Anyways, I won't keep it too short. I guess the only thing... The only thing that I want to talk about... 
really, like besides doing the mic this week, but really what I just, what I noticed, and I guess this is kind of like a life hack, most people will complain about a crying baby. You know, like if a baby is out in public and then it just starts acting a fool and it gets super loud and squirmy and snotty and gross and because it's a baby so that it's not a normal person, you know. And if and if you see a baby acting up, people always go, ah, God, you know, why, what, are the, what are the parents doing? Those are terrible parents. Their baby's crying. Their baby's screaming. Their baby's rolling around on the floor unattended. You know, but what I've noticed is that, is that, like, say you're out with your family, you know, assuming you have a family. Say that you're out with them, and you're at a restaurant, and you're eating, and then, like, across the way, a baby just starts just going in, you know. It's not having a good day. And it wants the whole restaurant to know. And so it just starts screaming. Dude, when a baby is flaring up like that or when a baby starts getting lippy or acting up, that is that is your time to do whatever you want to do. All eyes are on the baby. You know, and I've noticed like, okay, so for example... And you know what? I don't care if this is uh, this is too personal. I I I, I don't care. I just want to say this. You know, for example, I was uh, I don't want to give too much details away, but let's just say I was at a post office. I was dropping a package off because I'm gonna ship a package out to my lovely grandmother. I'm shipping a package out and. You know, I'm in line, and then in front of me, it's this dad, and he's carrying this baby. And you can see the baby's face. You know, you see something in the baby's face that maybe it's going to start fussing up. I don't know what that look is, but there's like a look from the baby to the dad that's like, if you don't do something differently that I can't explain, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to lose my baby shit, you know? And I kind of saw this. And the dad's, like, holding the baby. He's kind of shaking and, like, you know, cradling. Ah, I shouldn't say shaking. Jesus. No, he's he's kind of, like, you know, he's, like, caressing the baby. And, you know, he's kind of, like, swiftly moving left to right, you know, rocking it to sleep. That was the word that I was looking for, rocking. You can rock a baby all you want. Just, <sighs> Jesus. Anyways. Anyways. This dad's, like, sitting there rocking this baby and then out, out of nowhere you know maybe it just doesn't like post offices or maybe the baby thinks the stamps are overpriced or that the employees are underpaid or maybe they're overpaid i don't know what the baby was crying about but it starts acting up right and everyone in the post office because it's a dead quiet nobody talks at the post office they all look at the fucking baby and that it's my time. I just, you know, for like the past 20 minutes, just just all day, you know, like I had one stuck up there. I'm saying I had a booger lodged. You know, it, it wasn't. It was squatting, right? You know, like when you got a roommate that you want to get rid of, you know, you try everything. It just it just won't move and it just stays there. It just smokes weed all day. Doesn't pay any rent. 
you know, it doesn't walk your dog, and then it's kind of, like, mean to your family, so just all day, I'm just sitting there, like, doing that, right, and this baby starts crying, and I'm like, I just kind of noticed that everybody was looking at the baby, I could have been naked in that moment, nobody would have noticed, so I just went in for it, and just, you know, and just took it out, and yeah, I lost my spot in line, because I needed to go, you know, dispose of it properly, because I'm a gentleman, because I'm a fucking gentleman, let's be real, got it out, got it out, and you know what, I want to thank that crying baby, and that's really the life hack that I wanted to share today, you know, that's what this podcast is all about, sharing life hacks and booger stories, Uh, so I just you know, a little bit of advice to you. Like if you ever got some shit that you need to take care of right away and you don't want people to know, like you got to pick a wedgie or something. You know, I get like two wedgies a month. I know what it's like. Although that number's been down recently. I'm using a new uh, fabric softener. So eh, anyways, anyways, you know, just you can get away with shit. I feel like you could rob a bank like that. You know, take a couple of crying babies, you know, like one in each corner and just say some shit to it like, like when you grow up, the whole world is going to be underwater and then maybe the baby will start crying something like that, you know? I don't really know what you say to a baby to make it cry. I've never done that. They always just kind of naturally cry when I'm around them, you know? I've really never had to try. Yeah, just like have a baby in each corner of the bank. All the tellers, like, leave their station to go make sure the unattended baby is doing okay. And then you just steal. Probably not money, but, like, pens. You know, those withdrawal and deposit slips. If you just need some of those slips. You know, you need slips for your home. You need scratch paper. You can fucking steal that. What am I talking about? Uh, I did a mic this week at my favorite place and I went back to the place from the very first episode, the Mutiny Cafe. The Mutiny Information Cafe. Um, I don't know what it is about this mic, but it's like mystic to me. It, It has this allure. You know, like I drive by it and I see this huge red neon sign that just says books. Just says books. Kind of reminds me of an episode of Workaholics. Durs walks into a library and he just goes, yo, step with all these books. You know, that's kind of how I feel about that sign. I'm like, what up with the books? And the place is so, it's weird, right? Because like a lot of the books are used and they're old and they're very specific. And, you know, it's not like you walk in. Expecting to find, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson's new book just sitting on the bestsellers. It's not one of those. It's not at all one of those. You know, it's this lovely little used bookstore, cafe, arcade, slash performance area. It's so cool, though. You know, and you kind of go to the front, and the owner who is super cool, he thinks that I gave him a fake name, maybe he gave me a fake name, so I don't want to say his fake name on here, but he'll make a sick white mocha, if you're into that shit, 
If you like your mochas white, then yeah, go there. Get a nice white mocha. Delicious. Super good. Um, and then you kind of see all the bookshelves there. They got these records and like a little bit of toys that you can get even. There's just toys on display. It's kind of weird, but I like the whole vibe. I like everything that's going on there. You know, they got like four pinball machines and one of them is super hard. And sometimes people play pinball during the open mics and you're hearing like Alice Cooper's haunted laugh. And you're like, wow, my joke did really well. No, someone's playing pinball and that's Alice Cooper laughing. You know, so they got some of those. They got this lovely little piano in the back. Which I would love to be able to play during a stand-up set. Just kind of play some background noise and tell some one-liners. That That's the dream. You know, but I, I just, like, I love this room since the first time I saw it. It was just, it was so awesome. It was so cool. There's something about it starting at 10 p.m. too that, you know, if I'm being honest, I'm just not really out at 10 like, I don't leave my home at 9.30 pretty often. I don't do that a lot. But this mic is so cool. And you go there and, you know, you're surrounded by these bookshelves all over, right? Like, throughout the corners, behind you on the wall. All books. And then within that little room full of bookshelves, that's the stage, and the stage has these sick lights. They have great audio, great speakers. And and then they got the chair set up like perfectly. For, I think if, if the place filled up, it'd probably be about 40 to 50 people. I think so. But I just, and that's just so cool, man. It's so cool. And, and I always talk, I don't know if I always talk about it, but you know, I've talked about having like a weekly minimum of open mics. I want that to be one of them. I want to go there every week. That place is so fun. I don't know if the crowd's different that much. You know, I haven't been there a lot. I'll definitely go back next week, though, because the host, Jose, is fantastic. He's so funny, actually. You know, you go to a lot of these open mics, and sometimes the hosts are just working stuff out. Maybe they don't believe in it, you know, maybe since there's a small crowd. They might not have a good energy. Dude, Jose from Mutiny Information Cafe. And I hope it's okay that I'm saying his name on here. I have no idea. I have no idea. But he is he has such a great energy on stage. And you'll hear it in the clip a little bit too. He just never met me before and he still like gave me a great intro. He gave all the comedians a great intro. And, and I don't know, it was very welcoming, and I just liked it. I really liked that place a lot. And it was cool. There were more than, like, five, ten comedians, you know. We had a pretty good group. We had an okay group of people. And I don't think that I did fantastic, but, you know, I, I was a lot more comfortable on stage. And I went up and I, I did a couple of old ones and a couple of new ones to just to sort of see how they work and they, they went okay they went okay but I think like the big takeaway is that and you'll hear it totally you'll hear it in the clip is that I forgot one joke I say that 
I forgot a joke to the crowd. And I didn't lose them. I didn't lose them. And it's it's a hard thing to explain, but I just I feel like I read the room pretty well before I went up and you know, I, I kinda realized that one maybe two comedians might have been talking fast and they might not have, you know, captured the attention of the audience and then a couple of the comedians sort of slowed it down and I think their jokes landed a little bit better. And so I went up and I was like, uh I think I had about three minutes and 45 seconds of material I think that's what it was but I knew that if I slowed it down they would respond better and I ended up doing like just around five minutes on stage so I kind of turned that 345 into five minutes just by slowing it down and playing to the crowd a little bit just a thing that I'm learning just a thing that I'm learning not saying like I'm a pro like do what I do because I'm fucking sick no it's not like that at all but uh anyways just so I don't keep you any longer so I can at least keep your attention to listeners I appreciate both of you but uh yeah here's that clip right here of the mutiny cafe oh hell yeah yeah don't blame him blame me I got a gun no I'm kidding uh alright <laughs> man we're still with it, right? We're here, we got a pulse. Okay, that's cool. That's fine. It's the smooth jazz portion of the evening. It's in the hilarious. All right. No, we're cool. Uh, your next comic coming up to the stage. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't think I've seen this dude before. I'm excited, all right, guys? Let's give a warm welcome. Let him learn what it's like to fight the void. Guys, make some noise for Dano! Is it bad that I was just sitting over there that I didn't come through the books? Anyways, um, people get really excited when I tell them that I travel for work, but I've also noticed that they get less excited when they find out it's for Uber. <laughs> well, I had a lot of good Uber stories. Like I saw a woman getting robbed today, which isn't easy to talk about, but I saw this woman getting robbed. Like, first of all, let me just say that I think it's a great time to be alive. Like. We're living in this digital age and everybody's connected and you know things are convenient everything's easier except for robberies apparently this dude runs up to this girl and he was like hey give me all your money and she was like oh my god do you have venmo <laughs> and then they exchanged information dude it's the weirdest thing i'd ever seen they were sitting there like you're the one with the dog in the with the dot oh that's you but we love our phones, you know? Like, I love my phone. I brought my phone with me here, like I invited it to lunch or something. Um, you know, I feel like you can tell exactly who somebody is by the types of notifications they get on their phone. Like, it's like a peek at your screen. Got a lot of messages, right? Probably pretty popular. Seen you check your phone like three or four times and nothing was on your screen, so probably super clingy. I think you look at my phone and all you see are like alerts to remind me to play the games that I downloaded. My phone's like, it's not really a text message, but since you're lonely, like don't forget to water your plants. I'm like, all right, phone, you know me pretty well. Um, I think being a guy is really hard. I think it's at least 100% harder to be a guy than it is to be a girl. And I've only ever been one of the two, but even so, 
like as a guy, you're born and you're obsessed with sex immediately, right? Like straight out the gate. We come out of the womb, we're like, mm, that was nice, how do I get back in there? <laughs> and then we die. Like that's it, that's all, like we don't have a choice, you know? Like you ever get caught checking out a woman and you didn't even know you were looking at her? Story of my life, man. Like she just kind of fell into my field of vision and eventually she gives you one of those looks. She's like, please, my vagina's made of gold. I'd break you in half. I'm like, well, you're just showing so much cleavage. I have no idea. Like, what, am I not supposed to look? I feel like if I said, hey, don't think about the color purple, what do you think about immediately? Tits, exactly. That's exactly. That's my problem, too. I'm always thinking about it, so. Um, you know, since I've been coming to these open mics a little bit more, comedians are giving me advice, like really good advice, too. Uh, like, this guy that I met last week who runs his own mic, he was like, hey, Dano, just so you know, like, if you're ever crossing a street, make sure to look both ways, because you're going to get hit by a car. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never comedic advice. I should say that. They're just giving me, like, advice for life. They're like, make sure you're investing in stocks and shit like that. Um, I want to just try a couple of things out. Uh, I bought a belt. No, shit, let me start this over. I, uh... All right, you know, forget the belt joke. Never mind, never mind. Um, I heard a really great bit, one open mic, about uh, stealing jokes. And... Now, nah, you had to be there. You had to be there. Anyways, that was a, it was a really good one, though. I don't want to say it, but... Okay, I remember the belt one. It goes like, uh, I couldn't afford a belt. So I started eating more instead. <laughs> All right, dude. Yeah, that's about what that one's worth. Um, hell yeah. All right, l last thing here, really, uh, just a piece of advice for you guys. If you and your friends ever want to go commit like a drive-by shooting or something, and you call shotgun, you still might logically sit in the back seat. Just a heads up. All right, guys, give it up for Jose. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Sorry, Russian. No, you're good. Hey, everybody. All right, we're, we're keeping it easy. It's cool. Following the rule of comedy, don't get off stage, don't leave an empty stage. Hell yeah, killing it, yo. Yeah. Yeah. I know you kind of hear me forget that joke, and I'm like, shit, I forgot the belt joke, but I kind of get back into it. Um, and. One comedian from, like, I don't know, like a week and a half ago told me that he liked that Uber kind of one-liner. So I was like, all right, stick with that. Literally, that's all I guess I need. It's just one person going, hey, that was kind of funny. And then I'm like, really? I'll use it all the time then. So I kind of like that as an opener. And I guess it it fits well. It's sort of like a nice introduction into, you know, me going into that woman getting robbed joke. Which you might be sick of, you might know it, you might know all the words already, whatever. I don't I don't even know if I should add to that one or if it is good as is. I, I don't know. And I don't know how good it is, but I'll probably end up telling it a few more times and just seeing how it does. Maybe change something and see if that does anything to it. But I feel like it's done. That joke anyways. And then I tried something new about... You know, I feel like you can tell exactly who somebody is by the types of notifications they get on their phone. 
kind of, you know, a little bit funny. At least to me, I thought it was funny. And that's really like, you know, I saw a couple other comedians. They were like, guys, straight up, just want to see if these thoughts are funny or not. Don't feel obligated to laugh. And we didn't laugh at a lot of his shit. And he was like, well, thanks for the honesty. I appreciate it. I'll see you guys. And it was just, I don't know, it was... It was relatable. I was like, I know exactly what that's like. You just have a funny thought and you have to go try it out to see if it works. You know, just because it's funny to you or you think that there's something in it. You know, there might not necessarily be something in it. It might not be funny. But I feel like it has some potential. You know, so I'll definitely uh, mess with that a little bit and see if I can change something, make it shorter, trim the fat kind of thing and just go right for the punchlines or funnies or whatever. And, but I like it. And the guy that I called out that I was like, you know, I've seen you check your screen like three or four times and you're probably pretty clingy. That dude that I called out wasn't even paying attention. That's how deep he was into his phone at the time. Yeah, that was kind of funny. You know, and I was watching this uh, Sarah Silverman special last week just one of my favorite comedians of all time but she said this line like I know you guys are all here to watch me but you gotta understand that you're my show and that was so interesting to hear so I kind of went up just like staring at the people and it was kind of like the guy it was kind of a show the guy was looking at his phone the whole time you know I had one of those I had a couple people giving me like full attention which was beautiful they were comedians but they were so respectful and You know, I had this one girl in the back corner who just laughed perfectly. And I I, like I felt funny because of her laugh specifically. You know, then we had like a bunch of other it was like I was looking at. You know, that book, The Outsiders, and they made a movie with Tom Cruise. It was like I was looking at a picture of the gang from The Outsiders. Like there was just like seven eight people just kind of huddled up together they all looked like they were in a group one of them was definitely a greaser from the 60s you know that was my show and that was awesome that was so cool and then i tried another one where you know i love this because of how mad it makes people in my real life when i when i tell them this you know that it's harder to be a guy than it is to be a girl Look, obviously, it is, right? But that's not the point. That's not the point. I just, I kind of like saying that because it upsets certain people. And you're like, what kind of a sick fuck likes to upset people? I I don't know, man. You know, there's Charles Manson. I don't know that he likes to upset people, but he definitely did. And he seemed happy. I don't know why my brain went to Charles Manson, first of all. Why didn't I just say that? You know, I like to get under people's skin sometimes. I really don't want to compare myself to Charles Manson, but... But nothing. I don't, I'm don't. i just not going to compare myself to that person. Jeez, man. You ever start talking and you're like, why did I finish that sentence? Um, but yeah, being a guy is harder than being a girl. And I know that one's funny to me. I feel like I could extend that by like another minute, maybe a minute and a half. I feel like it does have that potential. I like it. 
you know, I like it, and I think that it will get better. It'll definitely get better. And then uh, I wanted to say this belt joke, but I forgot it. I just, and even though it's only one sentence, it's only one sentence, and I forgot how to say that sentence. And, you know, maybe like a month ago, Dano would have panicked. Like, oh, no, I forgot a line. I might not even have said that I forgot it on stage, but I was just, for whatever reason, the mutiny makes you feel so comfortable. At least it does for me. And I was like, I think I forgot that joke. And then I just went on to the next one. I I said this thing about stealing jokes, which gets chuckles. And that's kind of, that's what that one's worth. And I don't know, I just wanted to share that. It's not a super funny thing to say, but... You know, I'm like, I heard a great bit about stealing jokes, but you had to be there. Because I don't want to say it. Just a waste of time joke. I love it. Again, I like getting under people's skin or just annoying them a little bit. And then I remembered the belt joke. You know, I couldn't afford a belt, so I started eating more instead. What a stupid thing. What a fun thought, though. I love that. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, the return of the shotgun joke, which I might have said that I would be done with it, but, you know, something happens, at least to me on stage, where I have my closer rehearsed and, like, written down, and I know how to deliver it, and it might not land very well, and it might be a very weak reception, and so I just go into this mode where I'm like, oh, they they just need one more. They need, You just need to leave on a one-liner at least. You know, and I believe in all my one-liners. I was like, it's just an instinct, man. It was the first thing that I said. Didn't have it written down at all. Nothing like that. I, yeah, I just, just felt like saying it. I ended my set right at five minutes and I thought that was enough you know usually around like four four and a half the host will notify you somehow maybe he'll wave his phone in the air and you kind of see a bright light maybe he'll look at you and like point to his wrist indicating like something that time that means you have one minute left or that means like hey if this is your last joke wrap it up you know but I didn't get any of that and in fact the guy he was the host jose he was pretty far away and so when i end my set i'm standing there for a little bit and he has to come like he sprints back to the stage like the goddamn professional that he is you know it was funny in episode one if you listen to the stand-up clip in that episode at the very end jose the host he goes all right end on a laugh there you go and then in this one, he was like, way to not leave the stage, you know, like rule of comedy. Don't leave the stage until somebody else gets back up. Very good. Like, he just always notices these really little things. And I'm like, you've clearly been doing this for a while. Like, I don't know. That's super cool to me. I, that's just awesome that he likes doing it. You can tell he's having fun. And he's a great host. And I think he runs a great mic. That's my favorite mic right now is the Muni Information Cafe. And, uh, man, that was, that was it for the most part. You know, I saw a lot of new comedians that I, that I haven't seen before. 
that was great. You know, it's always nice seeing familiar faces and and talking to those comedians again. But you know, I'm I'm realizing that the more mics that I go to, there's just so many people trying to do what I'm doing, and that's at least a year ago that was like a daunting idea. But now it's like holy shit, there's this huge community, and it's and they're all so nice. At least like ninety percent of them are are nice. Uh, and actually, just like on an unrelated note, I guess, one of my new favorite things to do is go to an open mic, but sit in the front row. If you're in the front row, a comedian is going to talk to you. 99% of the time, a comedian will point you out and just start talking to you. They'll be like, oh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, or, or some shit like that. Hey, what's your name? Where are you from? I just like talking to the comedians when they're on stage dude it's like what am I I don't know what it is you know so I started sitting in the front and people call me out and I'm like fuck yeah let's go one guy was like uh, saying something about how we used to steal dental equipment you know and he he would like break in well, I don't know if he said that or not but he would like steal braces and he, I was like a little bit in the dark and he was like dude What's up with your teeth? Are you wearing braces? You want me to go over there? I was like, relax. He goes, whoa, shit. The dude just told me to relax. Like, I don't know, dude. Those little, I don't know. I like doing that. And that's it. Um, yeah, like I said, I really wanted to keep this one short. Um, and and that's my favorite mic. Like I, like I keep saying, you know. And I've had this R&B Baby Shark remix stuck in my head for like three days. And I kind of want to leave on this note. Also, this is not the final episode. I was just fucking around. Uh. Anyways, not the final episode, and thanks for listening, both of you, honestly, that means a lot, so we'll be back next week, definitely be back next week for another okay episode with more okay stand-up. As always, email in the description, you know. Hit that up with anything. If you just want to say, hey, fuck you, or hey, I hope you never make another podcast again. Okay. All right. You know, you can do that at the email. So just do that. We're all sharks, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm out. That's it. Peace.